Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Coach B here with Bills. We're going to be doing Region 3. He doesn't like to do his group, but he's willing to do it for the sake of the podcast. Two seasons in a row. I've done it. Last year worked wow. out all right. We won a couple games. So this is this is a, this is a big one. So we got Ann Arbor. You know, they hot team, like defending champs, uh, lost in the P- PNTT semifinals to San Antonio. Um, you know, they lost to, they've lost today. Big upset by uh, Lansing. But, you know, they got, a, they got a really solid team. I mean, Anthony Baker, the senior, going off um, like 30 points a game. And if you think they might get a little bit of a uh, uh, down down tick next year, they they got a clear lead on. Uh, oh uh, yeah, I saw Doherty. that. <laughs> from re- yeah, everybody should check him out from Region Three. Michael Doherty, I think his name is Conference Three. I should say Conference Three. How how does that happen? What is up with that? So um, on the board, Sioux City said they were on him, and they forgot to mix put points on him. I think. And so is Bakersfield. I think Bakersfield forgot it too, is what he said. Okay. I guess that's even better to be lucky than good. They've been good and now, now they get to be lucky too. (laughs) Yeah. So um, don't expect too much of a drop off with (laughs) Baker leaving. Um, They got Andrew Tucker, just a stud. Um, I mean, I think Joshua Henley's, I mean, he's their highest game score, but that guy's just tough. You know, I, this team, you know, I don't know how we'd be in the first game. We we held them to 69 points. Um, so maybe they just have this propensity to every once in a while just not score that many points uh, if uh, Baker gets shut down. Um, Lansing BMJ, they held them to 76. Uh, Baker struggled 8 for 26 today. They got in a little foul trouble today. That helped them. Um, anyway, we should talk about their opponent. Definitely. <laughs> Fort Wayne Fury, they won Conference 20 tournament. Um, snuck in with the 16th seed. Uh, you know, they got some, they got 31-12 class. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate this team. I'll say I think they're a little better. I don't, I'm not stepping on you. I just, I think they're a little better than the other Conference 20 team that got it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, maybe they, may, they probably are. Uh, but I mean, Joshua Lewis is really efficient. <laughs> I mean, 21.5 points per game, 64.9% true shooting. Shane Downey is shooting very efficient too. So, you know, they're really relying on that sophomore class, but yeah, six, two small forward. I mean, we'll see. I don't expect too much from them in this game though. Sure. I can't disagree with that, but yeah, I, I... <laughs> I mean, I like the sophomores. Lewis was a guy who was at like 30 a game in high school early on. I remember that. And then he dropped down to 24.6. But, you know, shot a good percentage and has been really good this year um, for them. So, yeah, I mean, they, I guess they just don't really have the depth. But at least they have some frontline talent. I mean, a guy like Lewis is somebody you have to game plan around uh, as, Anna, as Ann Arbor. Figure out a plan for that. If it were a different team that Fort Wayne were playing, I would – Give them like if they were in a you know a two fifteen matchup or a three fourteen against the right opponent, yeah. I could see them maybe pulling it out. But I don't want to disrespect the defending champs by you know picking against them this early for sure. 
Yeah. And in Ann Arbor, they're number five in defensive true shooting, nine in true shooting margin, one in offensive rebounds, nine in assists, one in blocks. Henley's number nine in game score, five in points. Um, they're number five in three points attempted. Uh, so a lot for yep. a, tough, a tough schedule, too. Um, Fort Wayne is number uh, – Joshua Lewis is number five in game score. And they're number six. And uh, true shooting, and that's it. So, if so, you take game score seriously, they have a top five player, right? Top five player, in the whole country. top five player, yeah. yeah. So, that's that's somebody you want in a 116 game. You, it's always nice to have a top five player <laughs> in the TT. This it's is hard hitting analysis here on the podcast. We are really worth your money, everybody. <laughs> oh man, to get paid for this <laughs> for sure. Yep, uh, let's look at Daytona against Aberdeen. Daytona, um, got an at large bid. You know, they're, they got a horrible senior class, but, you know, they got Griffin Cross in their uh, freshman class. They got that junior class. It's 1839 um, with Hasselman, Bailey, and Sandifer. Uh, Hasselman, 6'6", 55.7% true shooting. Um, Sandifer is getting 10.2 assists, two, two steals. You know, you, you've been saying that you think uh, – Conference, uh, conference tends a little underrated. Um, yeah. What do you think of this team? I mean, yeah. they're high rated in their conference. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to think of of them. I mean, as you said, just a really badly ranked senior class, which is a red flag for me to pick you to win a couple games in the NTT. But some nice balance in the starting lineup, uh, right? And I guess, I guess the flip side you could say of having a bad senior class is all five starters are underclassmen. Something to build on for next year. And, you know, some four guys who are averaging in double figures per 30. And then there's Sandifer, who makes it all happen, right? I mean, averaging over 10 assists per game and has two steals per game. Uh, and increasingly, I mean, you have said you love these 6'8 point guards who can score. But I feel like we've seen more and more success in the NTT from teams with guys like this, who have the 6'7, 6'8 point guard, who's more of a distributor, not a scorer. Um, those, those guys have been pretty success, pretty successful. I think yeah. it was the Fremont title team yeah. that's really coming to mind for me that had a guy like that. I don't remember his name, but he was a key for that team. You know, Amber and got a lot of the, the news stories, but the point guard, uh, was a big key to that title team. You know, I don't see Daytona winning the title, but I think Sandifer is a nice piece for them. Uh, Aberdeen, you know, uh, oh, I don't know if you want me to jump ahead to them or not. Do you want me to stick to Daytona for now? No, uh, you did, go you, ahead. Yeah, okay. Million for Abel, by the way. But. Oh, Vrabel, thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was good. And they beat us, I remember, in the Final Four. Uh, he, he was he was tough. Um, you know, so you, you can go through all the stats on Aberdeen or anything you've got, but I was just going to say, you know, obviously uh, a well-known, very successful coach, a team that is always right around this area in the power rankings, right? You know, always in the 30 to 60 range, it seems. Um, you know, right around the NTT, sometimes upper end of the PTT. Um, but, you know, a very competitive team, seemingly no matter what kind of talent he's able to bring in, you know, a coach that's able to get the most out of the team. You know, last year's team was all about Reginald O'Donnell, guy who scored 27 and a half points a game. He's gone, and they were fortunate enough to bring in uh, a stud freshman big guy in Peter Adams who could carry the load. So I, I kind of like this year's Aberdeen team a little bit better than last year's. I thought last year's was going to struggle to score against really good yeah. teams. Um, that may be true of this year's Aberdeen team as well. That's sort of perennially their issue. But um, I think they're a tough team. 
Conference 21 doesn't have the greatest history in the NTT, as we've said. Um, but with a guy like Adams, they may have a little yeah. bit of a, a higher ceiling than they've had in the past. Yeah, I was going to say, this year's team has Peter Adams. Yep. Yep. That's that's a big help. <laughs> yeah. That's a big help. Uh, another guy I really like is um, Justin Brown. He's got a pretty high pretty high game score. He shoots pretty efficiently. He does shoot a lot of threes, but he makes them. Um, 3.8 assists, 2.3 steals. That's always nice. So um, I think he's kind of a underrated sneaky guy for them. They're they're pretty balanced this year. I Agreed. like. Yeah, he stepped up from last year. You look at his stats yeah. from last year, not nearly as good. Uh, O'Donnell, I guess, was soaking up all the limelight there. Yeah. Let's look at the next matchup. We got the Norman Tech later Gators going up against uh, Fort Worth Kilmore. Um, Norman Tech. You know, you got Fox Johnson, the senior, six eight. Um, last year they made they won their first their first round. You know, this is a team that it's like, okay, they got some talent. You got that two four senior class, um, but they're only starting one of them. They're only starting Fox Johnson. Uh, the rest of them are uh, coming off the bench. And then they got a lot of freshmen and sophomores. Brandon Love playing point guard. Um, yeah. I mean, Fox Jensen's a stud, though. 59.2% true shooting, 25.3 points per game, two steals a game. Um, he's really good. Armando Staves, um, I think he was a really large tie that they won, um, if I remember right. He's he's a pretty big tie. Um, Norman's a good team. Let's look at Norman real quick. They are number three in turnovers. Number four in free throws attempted. Um, number nine in defensive free throws attempted. Uh, five in defensive three-pointers. So they kind of win those. Uh, they try and win by, you know, getting to the line more than the opponents. And they do. Six, point, six time, more times a game. And then not turning the ball over. Um, trying to get those extra, extra possessions. Um, yeah, really helps. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're an impressive team, Norman. I mean, we talked on another one of these podcasts at a different round or a different region, I should say, about, you know, when you have a recruiting class that's ranked in the top three or four, like Ocala did, for example, you want to have that superstar. And that's what Norman has in Fox Johnson, right? And you said it only one guy starting, but he's what you envision when you think about getting a class like that. He's He's the real deal. And they've got a lot of talent around him. You know, I said it earlier, I, I, I respect Conference 24 this year a bit more than I did last year. And mm-hmm. Nor- Norman had a real nice season in it. Lost the regular season championship only by losing their last game. I think they were in line for it before they lost to Omaha last Friday. Um, so I, I think this is a real good team. So they got Jesse Zamora. Um, and I think, you know, Jesse has... Um, Fort Worth, you mean? Yeah, Fort Worth has. Fort Worth, right, yeah, right, right, right. He's got gonna it. be gar- Sorry, yeah, he's gonna be guarding. Um, he's gonna be guarding. Uh, Fox, 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 yeah, yeah, Fox Johnson, and I think he's gonna have a little trouble. <laughs> yeah, most likely. You know, maybe he'll switch around something, but it's not like Ethan Simmons looks like a great defender either. Maybe he could put Jackson Adams, but that's his. That's his small. That's his center. Um, so it's something you got to think about a little bit. Um, Ryan Sante, I, I think I remember he was a maybe a two-two-three-three three tie coming out. He's part of that nine-ten class with him and Ethan Simmons. Um, you know, when you got a nine-ten class, uh, you know, you yeah, got a chance, right? 
Yeah, and offensively, this team is real good. I mean, Sontag and Simmons lead the way. They're both over 60% true shooting, right? They they can really shoot. It's just, yeah, it's it's hard to see them stopping Normouth. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let's look at the next matchup. We got the um, 5-12 matchup. Your favorite matchup to talk about. I'm familiar um, with it, yeah. <laughs> so you got you guys, the Salt Lake City Denizens, going up against the Brunswick surcharge. Um, you said you're a little bit familiar. They got pretty good recruit recruit rankings on their team, I'm sure. Um, and they're tall, you know, three six six. I mean, six six at point guard is always is it yeah. It's always helpful to have height at that spot. I mean, then they got six eleven guy James uh, Muldowney. Not a great strength of schedule, but um, you know, last year they made it. Uh, they won their first game and then won their lost their lost in the second round, won the next four. Yep. The year before that, they made the Sweet Sixteen, but then they lost their last three. Um, so they got a decent team um, there, and they got they're really balanced. They even have guys off the bench scoring um, decent amount of points. Uh, for you guys, man, you've just relied so much on Avery Green. You know, it's kind of interesting. You've even relied on him more than Jonathan Crowley you did, than you did on Jonathan Crowley last year. Um, well, we had Green on Crowley's team last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I, we don't I have Crowley on Green's team, if you look at it that way. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Um, but, you know, you, got, you just got a solid team, um, top to bottom. This is David Morgan's last chance. And, um, you know, uh, last year you flamed down the Sweet 16. The year before that, it was the Final Four. Um, you got a you got a solid team, but it's, it, it starts to be like, okay, like, we want to break through. We want to break through. And, I, I, I mean, I feel like every year you have that chance um, and you have a team that's worthy of that. But um, it's different this year. What, what do you think makes this team so special this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm very proud of this team because we lost Crowley. You mentioned him, and you know, you yeah. and I know who he is, but most people have no idea who the heck we're talking about. You know, he, he Jonathan Crowley, probably the best player that our program has ever had. Uh, you know, uh, consistent all league performer. Uh, he was first team all league as a junior, second team all league as a senior. You know, just a a great you know six eight forward who could really score. Uh, so you lose him and then to come back and get a five seed in the NTT winning the conference tournament really feels great. Yeah. Uh, and I said before the year that we were still going to be okay because we still had Morgan. I, I don't, I don't know about next year. You know I mean? Green sort of grabs the highlights cause he takes the shots and he scores the points, but Morgan is, is a huge part of why we're able to continue to be successful. Um, so, you know, when we lose him, I don't, I don't know exactly what we're going to be next year. Um, but it, it's nice to be back in the NTT with this team. Uh, we have some parts that move around sometimes. We'll see where we end up moving them in this game, but definitely Brunswick is is a really tough opponent. I mean, you said it, two nice runs in the NTT over the last couple of years, you know, officially finishing 17th and 16th. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they're in Conference 1, which, as we've said before, doesn't have the greatest history, but has been better of late than it used to be. Um, yeah, you're you're conference one's champion. You've always been. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, my 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 dad's in the conference, so I try yeah, to yeah. support it when I can. Yeah. Uh, I would have been pretty open about the fact that they it was a terrible conference for a long time. It's just not terrible anymore. It's you know mediocre. And sometimes uh, you get that reputation; it just sticks with you for a while, even that's if it's right. not true anymore. 
That's right. Yeah, it's it's a mediocre conference in terms of overall rankings. I think it's seventeenth right now. Uh, so so Utah, you guys are ranked number six in defensive true shooting, which is really incredible for having the twenty seventh uh, strength of schedule. Then you're number ten in steals. Um, Brunswick is number ten in steal. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> Brunswick's not top ten in any statistical category. So just. Thought you'd add that in there real quick. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Morgan is the biggest reason why our defense is good. Yeah. So that's that's why I say, you know, although Green gets the headlines, Morgan is, is extremely important for us. So, but everyone on your team is, you know, above a steal a game. Everyone in your starting lineup, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So that's, and, you know, I, I mean, I really like uh, Lath Ray. I mean, he's he's a solid player. He does everything. He does, he does what he should. You'd want him a little higher at free throws, but, you know, um, is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been developing very nicely. Very glad to have him. Um, yeah. Sort of a versatile guard. Um, so yeah, feel good about him for sure. But yeah, I mean, as you said, Brunswick has size. They have balanced scoring. Uh, you know, even newbie, who is the only starter on their team who doesn't score ten points per thirty minutes, uh, is at nine point one and has the best true shooting percentage of anybody in their starting lineup. So. It'll be, it'll be tough to figure out where to focus our defense against this yeah. team. Okay. Well, let's look at the next matchup. we got Montpelier, the Peepers, 18-0, um, uh, 184 strength of schedule, number seven, two seed. Um, these are the PNTT champions. Uh, they haven't lost in a long time, all year, 18-0. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and they're, they're led by juniors, seniors, Moises Gary, they got uh, two seniors off the bench that um, provide pop when their uh, starters go down. And this this is just a really solid team. Um, Tanner Wilkerson, I mean, that guy just, he's a defensive minus 2.3 steals a game, 5.2 assists, 18 uh, points per game. Uh, Ethan James, 59.3% true shooting. I mean, and then you got a guy like Javier Guerra. I think he was a 2-2 tie last year. Um, solid player coming off the bench shooting 58% true shooting. So it's like, man, you, you, you look at his, uh, you know, he's got a 28, 27 class and all three are coming off the bench. So that's, that's always helpful for a team. Uh, they're just deep, you know, they're, it looks like their backups are doing just as well as their Yeah. Starting. Really incredible depth. I mean, two guys over 20, over 21 game score per 30 minutes on the bench. Then another guy who's at 17.3. Uh, yeah, so it's really impressive. It, it's not like you can beat them by just getting one guy in foul trouble. Yeah. Um, so real quick, Montpelier is um, number six in blocks, number eight in points, number four in point margin, um, number eight in uh, defensive true shooting, number Eight in true shooting margin, number four in offensive rebounds. Did you do that already? Two in rebound margin, five in assist, six in steals. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So they're really good. Um, oh, real quick, this is kind of a funny story. So they're the peepers, um, <laughs> which I always laugh. I think it's <laughs> so. The person who named them the peepers was actually, uh, Jimmy's brother, uh, Jimmy's brother took over the team and he didn't really stick with the game. 
So he cut, but he's like the peepers was like the state bird of uh, Vermont, I think. Oh, interesting. Did not and know then, that. and then Russ, Russ took it over. Russ is a friend I used to play fantasy football with um, before I quit. And uh, Russ took it over. He's like, I'll keep the name peepers. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I just always laugh uh at the at the name peepers <laughs> i didn't i did not know it was a bird i would have thought it was like peeping tom i know um anyway uh fort lauderdale uh is number uh so gary allers the senior is number three in game score they're number eight in three points attempted number 10 in defensive three points allowed and that's it so um you got a guy like Gary Ellers, uh, 30 points a game, uh, 60.4% true shooting. I mean, he's their everything for their team. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, he hasn't had a ton of success in the NTT. Still, you know, he's got some really talented classes. It looks like those classes are kind of running out. He is playing Kaden Reese. Um, but, um yeah, Barrett Wolf snuck in at winning the uh, Conference 9 tournament, and now he gets a very, very difficult team. <laughs> Much more important than anything about that. I'm looking up the peeper here for Vermont. It turns out <laughs> a peeper is actually a frog. It says oh. the spring peeper is one of Vermont's smallest frogs. Okay. I'm to look it up. You can get a picture. It's pretty interesting. An orange okay. frog here. Was I so, wrong with the bird then? I'm not seeing evidence of them, of them being a bird. I searched for peeper's bird, and... Ooh. Somebody said, do peepers turn into frogs? Yeah. They, <laughs> so it seems like they're not birds. Okay. Uh, well, man. Yeah, no, they're yeah. Spring peepers are to the amphibian world, what American robins are to the bird world. So that's a result. From, yeah. It seems like they're okay, frogs. So it's a frog. Apparently it's a frog, but it is native to Vermont. So that part makes sense. Okay. Um, I got like 5% of the story, right? So, yeah. I think, uh, I think feels way, good. way more than that. Way more. <laughs> Uh, but okay, back to the game, I guess. Uh, yeah, Allers, Gary Allers is a heck of a player, right? I mean, 27 points a game, over 60% true shooting. Um, you know, another guy who has a claim to be a top 10, whatever, best player in the, mm -hmm. in the whole country, maybe. And he's a senior. As you said, you know, he hasn't had a lot of T NTT success. Um, this team had consecutive Final Fours uh, a while ago, but, you know, not with any of their current players, right? They were in the Final Four two years in a row. Seasons 24 and 25. Um, so these guys were not a part of that. Uh, maybe that's what attracted somebody like Allers to the program, but he hasn't been able to replicate that kind of success. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be hard to pick against Montpelier at any point in the tournament, right? Because they just they haven't lost a game, yeah. including through the PNTT. And they blew out Ann Arbor. I mean, that's the thing that really sticks out. I, I get yeah. that it was you know a preseason game, and we know Montpelier has kind of had Ann Arbor's number. Um, they beat him last year and Ann Arbor went on to win the title, but I mean, wow, 107 to 86, that, that is impressive. And to have yeah. this kind of talent on the bench, I feel like the only thing I would be worried about as Montpelier's coach is that, you know, maybe one of these guys on the bench should be starting. Maybe the team could be slightly better with one of these awesome bench players. I yeah. don't know. You can have too much talent. That is, that is a thing. Uh, somebody like Christian Medina looks really, really good on the yeah. bench. I mean, geez. Sure we'd all love to have players like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like playing 12 minutes a game? Come on. Uh, anyway, they're they're great. I think Fort Lauderdale has a chance because of the talent they have in the senior class. I, I wouldn't wouldn't love playing them. This is not like a couple other teams that we've seen that seem hopeless. 
but yeah, uh, Montpelier is great. Yeah. So um, let's look at the next the next matchup. We've got the New Orleans Ninjas against the Scranton Paladins. Scranton won their conference, lost in the conference tournament today. Um, you know, they're number 39, 252, strength of schedule. That was their first loss all year. They would have been the third um, yeah. undefeated team. And, you know, they lost, and they didn't even lose close. Like, it wasn't even – it was it wasn't even a game. Um, lost by 42 points, as uh, Shad kindly um, showed me. Pointed out <laughs> to you, yeah. 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 But you know what? Uh, There's not the biggest margin of defeat for these two teams this year. New Orleans actually lost a game by more points. But go ahead. Okay. Okay. When you um, see the opponent, you'll maybe excuse it more. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so New Orleans, yeah, 26. They got that 416 class led by Austin Marshall, Jordan Starr. Um, yeah, they lost by 50 to Bakersfield. Right. And then they lost to Norman by 12. Yeah. So, um, you know, but, you know, they beat some solid teams in Conference 12. They beat Orlando, um, you know. Uh, you know, it's not like they they, they, uh, they got some tough games in their out-of-conference schedule. Um, with Bakersfield and Norman, and they didn't win necessarily those games, but uh, you know, they got a good team and they got a good coach. Their coach knows what he's doing. Um, and uh, you got you got the uh 22 17 class, he's only starting Dalton Muhammad from that class, so it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, he's he's a top 10 coach in League 31 history, I think he's higher up in uh, all-time wins. Um, yeah, three. Yeah, third three, wins, yeah. tenth power ranking, yeah. So let's look real quick. New Orleans is number all of 10 in offensive rebounds, um, and that is it. And then Scranton is number one in steals, number nine in point margin, number uh, – and that's it. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about this matchup? So Scranton lost by 42 to Lancaster today, as we said. Earlier in the season, they beat Lancaster, but by three. So the way I look at it is they lost two games. In the two games, they were minus 39 combined, right? So if they had lost those games by 19 and 20, instead of winning one by three and losing by 42, I think we'd say they were just clearly you know, inferior to the other NTT team from their conference. Uh, and I kind of think we should read it that way. You know, I mean, that's great that they won a game, but... They, the fact that they lost by 42 says to me that they're not on the level of that Lancaster team. Um, and, you know, I think the talent sort of backs that up that Lancaster. And I know we're not talking about Lancaster right now, but just to kind of figure out the the pecking order in conference yeah. three, you know, Scranton may have been 17 and zero, but they have one of the very worst strengths of schedule in the entire country. Number two fifty two. Um, they have, you know, some nice offensive efficiency, but and you got to really, give them props for winning those games because yeah, when you yeah. when you look at their recruit rankings, they shouldn't be winning as. I mean, it doesn't matter how bad your the teams are you're playing, like you expect them to lose some of those games. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I also expect them to lose this game <laughs> because yeah, yeah. I'm not I saying, think <laughs> I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, I, I like New Orleans. Uh, you know, some of the, sometimes these undersized teams can throw me off. And, you know, like a 6'8 center, I dismiss a team like that and think, ah, they can't really make a big run. But then some of them do. You know, it happens in the NTT. Uh, the, mm-hmm. Those teams 
those teams can win a couple years, a couple games. And I remember last year in the NTT, we played them in the consolation bracket, and I thought we'd be able to beat them in part because Aiden Knock, who's one of their best players, looked vulnerable defensively. I thought maybe we'd be able to take advantage of him, and it just didn't work out that way at all. They were better than I thought they were. Uh, I guess this is a common theme with Conference 12. I'm underestimating them, like Orlando this year, New Orleans last year, uh, you know, and they're they're better than I thought. Uh, but yeah, despite New Orleans's 50 point loss, uh, I, I think they're they're a real good team, and I like them in this game. Okay, let's uh, look at the 314 matchup. We got Fremont, the Mighty Tarzans, going up against uh, Laredo Special Forces. Uh, Fremont, you know, they they haven't lost a postseason tournament game in a long time. All right. Wow. Yeah, 12 in a row. It's been uh, three years. Mm-hmm. So um, last year is the PTT. The year before was the NTT. And the year before that, they made the Elite Eight. So that's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. They seem to do pretty well in the uh, – in the tournaments and you know they did pretty well in the regular season too 14 and 4 number 9 37 strength of schedule Cameron Middleton Joseph Amber how is Joseph Amber still around you know yeah always, for sure it's cuz he made such a big impression as a younger player that's why we think that i think i did I play him this year i think we scrimmaged and i was like wait i forgot amber was still playing <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, you know, it's... He, and playing like, well, I might add. Yeah, he's a good player, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. The more I go through this region, the more I'm like, man, this is... I think this this region is stacked. Uh, I, I mean, do you feel the same way? You're... I do think it's a I do think it's a really good region, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you have the defending champs, Ann Arbor. You have the PNTT champs, undefeated Montpelier. That's the one-two. That's pretty strong. And then the defending champs from two years ago that we're talking about now. I mean, I feel like all three of those teams are one seed material. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, Ann Arbor and Montpelier are. I mean, Fremont has lost four games, so I don't think they deserve yeah. to be a one seed, but sure, on talent. Maybe Inglewood, you know. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's probably a few teams that could be one seeds. Anyway, um, let's look at their top 10 statistical categories. So, Fremont is number seven in blocks, number Amber's two in game score, six in points, seven yep, the, in rebounding margin, ten in assist. Um, Laredo is number two in defensive three points allowed, number nine in steals, and that's it. So Laredo, 14 seed. Um, they got that really good senior class. Thomas Rich, he, he's a great player. I was on him. Um, didn't shoot crazy efficiently this year, but, you know, he can defend. He can block. He can pass. Um, you know, I would expect. I was expecting him to play more than just uh, 26 minutes a game, but that's what he's playing. Um, you know, when you look at the lineup, it's not, they're not an efficient scoring team, but you know they have some talent on there. Um, it's just a matter of putting it together. I don't think this is the game they're going to start putting it together, though. Yeah, I feel like the way to beat Fremont is to have high-scoring guards. I mean, Romo and Middleton look a little bit vulnerable defensively, certainly more so than the big guys are for them. 
And mm-hmm. that's really not what Laredo does. You know, their best players are the big guys, Peyton and Rich. You talked about, you know, the seniors. Uh, and I think Thomas and Roberts will be able to match them. And there's really nobody on Laredo that can match Amber and hardly anybody in the whole yeah. country that can, uh, let alone somebody like Cameron Middleton, who, you know, I, I may have just suggested he's not awesome on defense, but he is pretty awesome on offense. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't see Laredo being the right team to take down Fremont. Something interesting here. Like, this is kind of like a region three is almost like a rematch of the PNTT playoffs or just the PNTT. You know, you got Montpelier who beat Ann Arbor in the regular season. Ann Arbor played a really close game against Fremont in the PNTT um, quarterfinals. They lost to San Antonio in the semifinals. They beat Ann Arbor, beat you guys, I think, in the second round of the PNTT playoffs. Is that right? I'm trying to remember who we lost to this year. Um, and what, it was San Antonio. San Antonio beat us. It was San Antonio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Ann Arbor, you know, they uh, – yeah. And then uh, Montpelier won it. So, anyway, yep. lots of lots of PNTT goodness. <laughs> anyway, uh, Huntington Beach, Idaho Falls, Huntington Beach, the sixth seed. You know, they've they've got a good team. I feel like every year they're a solid – um, single-digit seed in the NTT. Mohamed um, Burnham, um, 15.9 points. Sullivan Sweet, 13.7 points. 58.4% true shooting. They don't score a lot, but, man, do they defend. 35.8% um, shooting against them. <laughs> that is that is crazy. Like, that, is, that is an impressive defensive um resume let's let's see if it sticks up in their in the top 10 categories um so yeah that, is, that is best in the country by a good margin i'm looking right here go ahead yeah number one in defensive true shooting percentage also when i do these rankings it's within the ntt um just so ah, guys- okay yeah okay i'm looking at the stats right now yeah they're number yeah. one 35 they're number second, is, and- second is 38.3 go ahead sorry yeah they're um, true shooting margin, four in blocks, three in defensive points, 10 in point margin, number seven in uh, defensive free throws allowed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're, they're number one in defensive true shooting percentage. For reference, they're 2% better than Sioux City, who's the number two team. And we all know Sioux City's got a great defense um, that – stifles team so that's that's really impressive they got they got a great team uh they're going up against idaho falls idaho falls has won a lot of games and you look at their teams and it's like okay you know uh 55 70 80 48 60 93 um they they got some good players killing thief i think was a pretty big tie he's playing really well 19.3 points at 62.7 percent true shooting um, yeah, let me look at Idaho Falls real quick. They're not top 10 in any statistical category. you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I kind of like Idaho Falls, actually. I mean, Huntington Beach, as you said, is a solid team year in and year out. They're a single-digit seed, it seems, every year now for a little while. They're, you know, they're very deserving of where they are. But if you look at their PNTT performance, it was a little underwhelming. You know, I remember back then we did a like a mid, midway podcast on the PNTT. And I think we both were bullish on them to, you know, do well in the second week and make it into the playoffs. And 
and compete. And that didn't really happen. You know, I mean, they lost to a good team in Worcester, but they, you know, they also, also lost to Lincoln, which made it into the NTT today, but is number 63. Um, lost to a, you know, a good hot springs team, uh, beat Jefferson city and Ames by single digits, uh, beat Clemson, a team that has not had a good year. They're four and 14. So, and then you look through the rest of their schedule, there's not a super impressive win on it, I guess, yeah. depending on how you feel about conference 28, right? I mean, they beat Culver City, which got the last at large. Um, they beat Del Mar two out of three, though they got crushed in the other game against them. Del Mar was one of the first teams out. So I think this is a solid team, but a beatable team. And as you said, Idaho Falls is 16 and two. They played a real bad schedule, um, you know, but they had a competitive game against South Bend team that's in the NTT. They, I mean, they won it. They won in overtime. Yeah. Uh, they beat Sumter, a team that we saw as a possible upset team in the, uh, I think it was region one and preseason by a good margin. So I just think these teams are pretty even and I feel like I haven't picked as many upsets as there will be. So I lean toward Idaho Falls. All right. Well, um, you want to do your picks for this uh, region overall? I don't know if I'm going to take a lot of, you know, make a lot of picks for this region. Uh, I think I'm stretching myself enough by talking about the games. I mean, I, I think Montpelier looks to me to be the team to beat, even though Ann Arbor is the team that won the title. They're awesome. They're one seed that, you know, Montpelier has beaten Ann Arbor before, uh, right. Consistently. So if they get yeah. there, they'll be confident, but really, I mean, truly one, two, three, four, because we shouldn't leave out Norman, in my opinion. Five. I think, I think, yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's very, very kind of you. But for sure, Ann Arbor, Montpelier, Fremont, Norman, all those teams are good enough to make the final four. Uh, yeah. You know, and they're in a region with a bunch of other teams like that. So uh, I think, yeah. I think it's going to be a hotly contested region that, you know, we're thrilled to be a part of, but it's, it's going to involve some tough games if we're uh, at least this one tough game against Brunswick. We'll see if we can get past that one. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I mean, just as a fan, I'd love to see another Montpelier and Arbor game. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. You know, you got the defending champs against the PNTT champions. And, you know, that's like that's just been the thorn in Ann Arbor's side. And I think we can all agree that Ann Arbor, I mean, both, you know, them, those two in Fremont, you know, they're, they're top 10 easily in this tournament, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's always hard because it's always like oh they're top 10 and you got like 15 teams in your top 10 but right right, right. those those three squads are are legit contenders like we're uh, a three seed i don't I, yeah I, I don't i don't think we're a legit contender i don't think salem i don't think yeah. salem's a legit contender but you know those three you know bakersfield uh englewood Sioux City, you know, like maybe San Antonio, yeah. yeah, 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 sure, yeah. I'm with you, Worcester in Region Four, yeah. Uh, that that sounds yeah. right to me. Here's my question: What is a Bing Bong exactly? Because that maybe that explains the whole Montpelier Ann Arbor thing. Like maybe Bing Bongs are afraid of frogs or can't deal with frogs. I don't know what that's <laughs> that, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Bing Bongs are Brad's cats. Oh, okay. Cats probably don't like frogs. Yeah, I can see that they don't like water. Yeah. So, like, they don't want to, they don't want to get anywhere near uh, the frogs. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm not sure if they're his or his wife's cats. I forget, but I don't know. He, <laughs> it does say inter- interaction can be harmful to the cat and the frog. <laughs> yeah. 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 
but um yeah yeah it should be interesting so i don't know i i like how this is playing out i'll i mean i'm gonna put you guys listen to ann arbor montpelier beating fremont and then i think montpelier takes down ann arbor um Maybe Ann Arbor can get the get the monkey off his back. But. Maybe I mean they certainly have the talent to do it. I I'm very flattered that you took us to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, these teams are playing are good, so I'll I'll be be happy if we can prove you right and maybe keep going. Who knows?